Terry, you're on with Dave Calloway. Terry. Dave. Terry, good morning. How are you, man? I am living the dream. <laughs> Amen. Doing a little radio. I feel the same way. <laughs> they, tell, they, tell, they tell me I've got a, a face for radio, so I like I like doing it. I can relate. Yeah, so we have a lot in common already. Exactly. There you go. Hey, besides being an astronaut, would you be maybe ex uh, Air Force? Maybe or I was. I was a, a F sixteen pilot back in the day, and then a test pilot, and then went to NASA, and yeah, left NASA a few years ago. Written a few books. Okay. Yay. Cool. Well, I can relate because um, for uh, being in the in the Air Force, my dad was in the Air Force, and our main base okay. was Ellsworth Air Force Base, and we're so happy out there because we had the B fifty two, and we had the B one yeah. bomber. And our next plane, we're waiting for the uh, Raider B-21, so can't wait. That's going to be, that is such a great airplane. A friend of mine is working with Northrop on that, and um, I am excited about that jet. I, when I was at test pilot school, I did a project on the B-2, which was our first stealth bomber. Right. And the B-21 is kind of follow-on to the B-2. It looks a lot very similar. Yeah, I heard about that the other day, and I can't wait to see it. We have family out there in western South Dakota still, and so um, in Rapid City, just uh, right next to Ellsworth, and so we can't wait to be driving out there and all of a sudden go, wow, look, the B-21. I love that part of the country, by the way. It's such a beautiful part of America that I, you know, it's not very crowded. Most people don't go there, but it's gorgeous. I love it. It, it is so cool. It is great. You, uh, Terry, uh, speaking of places where not a lot of people live, space. <laughs> Less people go there than South Dakota. You're right. The thing I want to know is we, we're going to be talking a little bit about speed. And seriously, who has more of a need for speed? You or is it NASA that really wants to try and rev things up in outer space? Well, yeah. So this, there's this um, Parker Solar Probe. And I love NASA's unmanned projects, the probes that go to Mars and deep in the solar system and park. Parker actually went to the sun, which is amazing because we don't understand a lot about the really high atmosphere of the sun. But ironically, in space, in orbital mechanics, and I learned this when I had to fly the space shuttle, if you want to go faster, the first thing you do is you slow down, and then that causes you to sink and go down in your orbit closer to Earth or closer to the sun. And then when you go down, you actually speed up. So the way to go faster is you slow down a little bit, that lowers your orbit, and then you end up going faster. So the Parker Probe's been going faster and faster and faster for the last five years, and um, it's really close. It's in the very upper atmosphere of the sun. I mean, it is really, <laughs> really hot down there and, cl- and very close to the sun. We are shaking our heads right here. We're kind of going, we can't compute that in our own brains. That's that's amazing. It, it's hard to figure out. 430,000 miles an hour. The thing is, though, in space, speed really is relative, right? Like, we're, we're on Earth, you might be driving 50 miles an hour, but the Earth is moving about a, rotating about 1,000 miles an hour to the east, and it's going about 10,000 miles an hour around the sun, and the sun is going hundreds of thousands of miles an hour around the galaxy. So whenever you say speed, it depends on relative to what else you're talking about. So I think when they say 430,000 miles an hour, that's speed relative to the sun, which is pretty fast. That is zooming. That is zooming. You know, and the one figure I also saw about, you know, traveling at that speed, you know, that would make it so you could go from San Francisco out to Washington in 20 seconds. When you look out the window of the space station, you see Earth going by. The rate that the Earth is moving is the same as when you're in an airliner and you look down at Earth and, you you know, you look out and you can see the ground slowly moving by. It's the same thing from space, only when you look at the ground, instead of watching towns and roads, you're watching countries go by. (laughs) 
like visually it feels like it's the same rate, but if you really look at what you're looking at, it's um, you're covering a lot of ground pretty quickly. Oh man, Terry, why is some of this, uh, especially you know, studying the sun, trying to figure out uh, what the situation is with the eruptions that come off the sun? Why is any of this important to us on Earth? Well, the sun's really important. You know, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the sun. And when the sun uh, changes, it goes through a solar cycle. Um, every uh, dozen years or so, there's a you know ups and downs in the sun cycle. How that affects the weather on Earth is very important. And also, these huge eruptions are called coronal mass ejections, CMEs. And they're like a trillion tons of protons or electrons will get shot out into space. And if they hit the Earth, um, it, you know, it depends on what direction they get launched. But if they fl- fly out a day later, they hit Earth. First of all, they can make beautiful aurora. I saw those the northern and southern lights from the space station are incredible. They're just magnificent. I still haven't seen them from Earth. I need to see them from the ground. <laughs> um, but not only are they beautiful, they can be really disruptive. There was a famous event back in 1989 where a solar flare basically um, took down the electric grid in Quebec. <laughs> So that's bad, and they can also cause real problems with satellites. So, And they can cause problems for astronauts spacewalking. Like, we weren't allowed to do spacewalks during certain solar activities. So um, believe it or not, space weather, There's a, NASA has an office of space weather, and the NOAA, you know, the weather government organization, has a space weather division because it affects people's lives on Earth. Yeah, that does make sense. Well, I'm a complete geek when it comes to Northern Lights. There's a, a few of my friends, and we make sure we uh, text each other, hey, are you chasing tonight? So we're always looking yeah. for the Northern Lights, all that here from Wisconsin. But the other thing for um, that is you mentioned you know, what happens like in Quebec, where um, all of a sudden like the electrical grid will just go blip. And do we see, are you seeing that we might have to, we'll be experiencing more of that sort of thing? Well, that's why we send these probes to the sun to understand, like, is the sun going through a period of change? And of course it is. Nothing stays the same in the universe. And so we want to understand what's happening on the sun. Not only does it affect electric grid here, but it it really affects satellites in orbit. And, And life on Earth depends on satellites, believe it or not. And so there's a lot about that star that we don't know. So that, that's why missions like the Parker Solar Probe are so important. Understandable. Well, and for you, uh, can we talk a little bit about, uh, you know, what you've written about for all this? You've got a paperback edition uh, that's out talking about uh, virtual spacewalks and more. Yeah, well, I've written several books. I, I, I like to write them myself, and I don't have a ghostwriter. One of them is called How to Astronaut. It's 51 short essays that are that are fun. It's supposed to make you laugh and say, wow, uh, it's a great book having your night that stand and the other one i just wrote for kids it's called the astronaut's guide to leaving the planet and it, a book is what got me excited about space and wanted to be an astronaut when i was really young and then i read the right stuff and that talk, told me like how to become an astronaut so books for kids are kind of a passion for me so that's why i wrote my most recent book but you can get them wherever wherever books are sold I, i'm a big fan of local bookstores but you know barnes and noble amazon those work too Oh, you bet. Hey, and we've got good local bookstores, so uh, happy to hear about that. <laughs> for real. Yeah. Terry, Those listen, I know we got to run, but you're the man, and we appreciate getting a chance to talk to you, and thank you for your service. Thanks for having me on, and good luck. Good luck with the Northern Lights.